Hello and welcome to That Missionary Life for those of us who are back in this American life but still want to talk about that missionary life. Um, These are our stories and hindsight. It is Thanksgiving and I've woken up early to have a couple of quiet moments in the day before it's a holiday. And I quickly remember that it's not all a holiday in so very many places around the world. And so I was like, hmm, this seems like something that missionary life should talk about it. Because <laughs> here I am in this American life celebrating the holidays that feel so normal to me. And yet... For this five previous years, six previous years, um, this definitely was not normal. What did normal used to look like on American holidays? So I think that there are different groups of holidays as a missionary abroad. There are the holidays that are absolutely not celebrated in your new culture, or your second culture, your host culture, um, whatever is a good thing to call it. And there are the holidays that are shared with your home or first culture that are in your host country, um, but are celebrated differently. So Thanksgiving, obviously, is in the first category. It is an American holiday, an only American holiday. And a lot of Americans look at me like I'm crazy when I say that, but think about the history. (laughs) Very American and only American. Um, So I know in Canada, they do like something called Thanksgiving. But yeah, anyways, in Brazil, they have, they sort of celebrate, some people celebrate Ação de Graças Thanksgiving. Um, And, but it's completely different. It's definitely not based on the history that we have of the holiday, but rather the good sentiment that I think many people carry with them about the holiday being about a time to give thanks, Um, which I think at its heart, that is what Thanksgiving is about. And yet it is written in, it is based in a very strong history that is very specific for America. So while people may celebrate giving thanks day, in some way, shape, or form, whether it is the actual word Thanksgiving or not, um, it definitely would look different in a country that is not America. (laughs) Um, So the past seven years, actually the past 17 years, I served in Brazil 10 years as a single missionary, six years with my family, a year trying to figure out what was going on in the middle of that. And now we've been home for a year. Um, So the majority of my adult life, Thanksgivings, um, were spent in Brazil, where it was not a day off. The international school, we did a little bit of celebrating Thanksgiving because we adapted, adopted um, the American holidays. It was a great way to teach English. I did a a lot about it. I remember trying to make pumpkin pie (laughs) in Brazil. First off, there's like no canned, hardly anything in Brazil. 
and definitely not canned pumpkin. Pumpkin in Brazil is seen as a fruit. Uh, no, sorry, as a vegetable, not a fruit, which is, is actually a vegetable, not a fruit, but it's sweet. A savory. I am so sorry. I keep mixing these up. To have pumpkin pie is very contradictory in Brazil. Like we have pumpkin mashed potatoes, basically, in Brazil. It's like puree pumpkin, um, like sort of like a mashed potato-like pumpkin. Uh, and it is and then we have the other way that I've seen pumpkin served is um like roasted with like other vegetables and stuff with like potatoes and stuff. So I, the idea of sweet (laughs) pumpkin is very foreign in Brazil. And they were all like, ew, this is gross. And to make it was so hard. Do you realize that all of those pumpkins that people use to decorate can actually be for cooking? (laughs) It took me a long time to realize it, but do you realize all of the work that it requires? So, um, growing up in a homeschool family, we did, uh, a lot of different cooking projects and things. And of course my mom taught me how to do almost all of this stuff, which I am extremely grateful for. And one of my favorite things is, you know, scooping out and eating the pumpkin seeds after you roast them, do not eat them raw, please. <laughs> so when you cut open the pumpkin, you know, you can use the pumpkin seeds. Obviously I knew that, and that's not too difficult. Um, but then scraping off all the gunky stringy stuff and cooking it to the right consistency to be able to blend it in your blender, puree it to even start where like normally you would start making a pumpkin pie from the pumpkin puree was so ridiculous. So anyways, while I was single, I would often make pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving for my English students to, <laughs> to uh, like ooh and awe over and say, oh, how different this is from the Brazilian culture. And once I was married in Brazil, there was no absolute way that I had enough time to make a pumpkin pie from scratch. And so actually the last, I think the last two or three too. I think so. In the early days, uh, we had some other families uh, that lived in Brazil with us, um, that served with us in the, in the ministry, that worked hard to like make a Thanksgiving get together kind of thing for all of the Americans, and that that was really special and really cool when that worked. And I totally understood when they didn't want to put all that work in, and that was totally okay. So anyways, the last couple years, we didn't really have a get together. And I was like, I'm not making all this food. First of all, (laughs) I don't know how to make most of it. And second of all, that's so much work. And we didn't get the day off. So it's not like you get to like, we had to work a regular week. So a Thursday events, you don't have a lot of energy on a Thursday when you still have Friday to go and it's a regular week for everyone else around you. And so, but instead of like, okay, so one year I sort of felt sorry for myself and I was like, "Uh, I can't do anything and I don't have time to do anything. And I'm, I don't know. I feel like sometimes as a missionary abroad, tell me if you've had this feeling, but you get like so much responsibility on your shoulders and you can start telling yourself so many lies like I have to shoulder the complete responsibility to carry on all of my heritage and if I don't uh, work myself to the bone to make 
Thanksgiving meal, traditionally, I'm not, I am letting go of everything I value. And that's completely not true. So, especially by the last year, uh, (laughs) we were in Brazil for Thanksgiving, which was 2019. I was like, we are going to embrace the fact that we are not going to work hard. We are not (laughs) going to put any work into this. We are going to delight in the fact that we have time to remember that it's a time to say thank you and say thank you that I don't have to make a thing and we can order sushi. So that's what we did. I called it So Thankful Sushi (laughs) because I wanted something with the letters (laughs) that matched. So thankful. Couldn't say thankful sushi. So thankful sushi night. Um, And it was really delicious. It was really fantastic. We just ordered sushi from our sushi place. Um, (laughs) And I didn't have to cook anything. It was delicious. We looked forward to it. No cleanup. It was fantastic. I enjoyed it. I feel like it was true to all of the the true heart of Thanksgiving. And so that was how I dealt with that. One of the things I've noticed in being back in the United States for a year is that I just feel so relieved on holidays. Uh, I didn't realize how much responsibility and all of those different, (laughs) even lies that I told myself of how much responsibility I had for holidays. And that it was like, if I don't create traditions for my family, they will never happen. If I don't make this happen, it won't happen. And actually a lot of that is true. (laughs) But the burden that I made it for myself was so not healthy, not healthy. Oh my goodness. Last year, I just remember being so excited and happy that I didn't have to do it all myself. Like I have a great husband um, who does many things wonderfully well and so much better than myself. Um, Holidays are not one of those things. And he would admit that to you as well. Uh, (laughs) So his family, he is a first generation immigrant to America and his family works so hard and celebrating holidays was not something that they super valued uh, or had time for. Um, And so they did what ended up happening. That's what ended up happening. It was not a lot of intentional planning um, and put into it. And so that the idea of an intentional holiday is just very foreign to my husband. And that is so okay. (laughs) Totally okay. While to me, my mom put a lot of effort and thought into how she prepared, how she wanted to celebrate holidays, um, why she celebrated holidays. She took time and effort into explaining these things to me and passing on that value, which I am super grateful for. Um, She did not know that she was like preparing me for doing that in another country, which she wasn't preparing me to do that in another country. And why should she? And so when I was in Brazil on my own, um, there were a couple families that often took me under their wing as the single missionary during holidays. And I am so grateful. By the way, 
Shout out to one person in America who this year texted me real quick to make sure that we had family to celebrate with. Like they knew me well enough to know that we were returned missionaries, but not well enough to know if we had family in the town in town. And they were like, Hey, if you don't have a place to celebrate Thanksgiving, we'd love to have you you over. And I was just so blessed by that because somebody was very aware that I might not have the same support system as they did, and they checked in on me. And how awesome is that? So, shout out to that person. <laughs> um, but in Brazil, as a single person, I was I sort of attached myself onto other people who celebrated. Um, but as soon as I had my own family, I was like, we have to figure this out. And we have to figure this out now. And and we did it. <laughs> we didn't. We sort of figured it out on the way. And and it was nice. It was nice to figure it out as well. But it was so much responsibility. And I think being back in the United States has been like a sigh of relief around holidays. Because I can call up my family and be like, hey, what's going on? And I can help out. But I am not the sole energy provider to make sure that it happens, especially with young children. And I am so grateful for that. The first group of holidays, those that your host country does not celebrate, but your home country did, and you still want to continue. There's a lot of pressure, I think, that we can often put on ourselves. But what has been your experience? Do you just not celebrate those? What about the ones that are like different dates? Like for example, Father's Day in America is in June and Brazil is in August. So we sort of celebrated it twice. We sort of didn't celebrate it any either one. <laughs> or we decided to like, this is the time we're going to celebrate it. They, same thing with Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day in Brazil is in June. Um, whereas in America, it's in February. So it was like, which one do we celebrate? Do we go out for a date for both of them? And if you're not intentional, it doesn't happen. (laughs) And sometimes that's okay and sometimes it's not okay. What are your experiences with those kind of holidays? The second kind of holidays, the ones that are celebrated in your home country and your host country on the same day. (laughs) So there's some sort of familiarity and yet... There's so much difference. Um, Let's talk about Christmas. So Christmas in Brazil, I actually did not, I was never, (laughs) I never had Christmas in Brazil when I was single. I had every single holiday except Christmas in Brazil um, many, multiple times while I was single, but Christmas was the one that I always went home because there wasn't really a specific reason to be in Brazil and I really, really wanted to be home. for that time. So I made it happen. And as a single person who found cheap plane tickets and didn't mind spending nights in ho- <laughs> in airports and random places, I was able to make it home for Christmas for every single one of those years. And I am very grateful for that. And that was the intentionality that I had for that holiday. But when I had... Mm, a child in Brazil four days before Christmas, (laughs) five days, six, five, well, basically five days before Christmas. Um, there was no way we were going home that Christmas. And then, and as we started adding people to our family, 
There was no way we were getting home every year at all. So (laughs) plus plane tickets went way up as well. So all of those things combined made for Christmas in Brazil. And I made some interesting discoveries, some that I liked, like we were, we were in Brazil for two Christmases, two or three, two or three Christmases, um, as a family, I think it was three, uh, without, yeah. So we didn't have anybody else, any extended family. It was just our immediate family and everybody that was serving with us did their own thing on Christmas. So we were very much just our tight knit thing. And the first thing that I realized was, <laughs> and this is very overgeneralizing, but I feel like in Brazil, Christmas is much more about food. Um, for one thing, they don't have Thanksgiving. So turkey, all that kind of stuff that goes, that is pushed to Christmas. Um, but also, yeah, just a lot less expectation of presents. Like, no one expected me to give them presents in Brazil. Um, No thank you cards. Thank you cards aren't a thing in Brazil either. Uh, I'm sure there's a whole different history for that, but whatever. Um, Yeah, so I feel like I ate so much more in Brazil and everything was around getting together with people around food. Um, Whereas in the U.S. it's like Secret Santa and White Elephant and a lot of presents. And maybe not. I mean, maybe it's different now with COVID. I don't know. Um, But like, for example, we didn't buy any presents for our children because all of my family and Kate's family sent us money and said, go buy a bunch of presents for your children from us. (laughs) So we got to do all the buying of presents without getting any presents for our children because they were all from other people. And I really appreciated that. And I enjoyed that. And there was a simplicity to Christmas. It was definitely like starting over kind of Christmas where I liked the blank page of it. And yet I felt the responsibility of it. So it was a double-edged sword. So there was good things and bad things. We definitely went to the beach around Christmas, not right on Christmas, but around Christmas. And that's, that was very cool and very fun. I think there is such a joy of being with family and extended family. That is such a big part of holidays, especially how I was raised. And so that part, I definitely missed being a missionary and being away from home um, and is something that I just appreciate and value. Since we've been home a whole year, I've also been able to, for the very first time in my adult life, go through everyone's birthday and be in the same country as them. And we haven't gotten, it's not like we've celebrated all of the birthdays in big ways, but just being closer and being able to or just to drop by and say hi and drop off a card or a present has been so fun and so nice and also so much on our budget. <laughs> like how much we spend on presents is like triple, quadruple what it was when we were lived in Brazil. Uh, like we were just figuring out how to like send people stuff in the mail and stuff and actually do something where as 
um, actually for a lot of family, it's just, if you're not actually physically present, you're not expected to give a present or, you know, you check in obviously, or give a call or write an email. Um, but not a lot was ever expected of us, which was very kind. But if you're in person, there's definite more expectations. I don't know. That's, that's, it's a very interesting dynamic to me. It's like, if you're not, if you don't, if you're not seen, you're not expected to do the same things that are the regular responsibilities. Hmm. I don't know. That is an interesting thing to think about in being a missionary. So what about you? What about Christmas? What about Easter? What about the holidays, Mother's Day, that, that are the same in, in your host country as they are in your um, first, your home country, passport country? I'm still trying to figure out all of the right terms. And I do think it's interesting and important to learn the right terms or, you know, quote unquote, the right terms, um, not because I want to be politically correct, but because it does offer insight into the current culture and what is going on in the discussions that are being had in missionary circles or whatever part of culture that is you're being that you're studying and of course um i suggest to read a life overseas which is the best website blog available i think missionary resource so if i haven't said it before which i have um i'm saying it again <laughs> but uh what were the best things about being away and your own family unit small family unit for holidays and what was the worst things I am super curious as I figure these things out for myself so anyways that's basically what this missionary that missionary life not this American life but that missionary life will be like a little bit of stories maybe somebody sharing uh, a different missionary sharing about their life, how it used to be. Once a missionary, uh, I don't know. I think I think in your head, I think in your heart, once a missionary, always a missionary. Um, but it's definitely a different place to be when you're here in this American life talking about that missionary life.